Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Suck. I'm so glad you're joining me today. On this podcast, you're going to hear messages that will challenge you to live out the purpose that God has created for you. I will always tell you, you were created on purpose, for a purpose, to impact the kingdom. And that's exactly what you will hear today. Tonight, I um, want to talk to y'all for a minute. If I, I gave this message a title, and this mes- the title of this message literally came straight from the Bible, it's called The Master of Breakthroughs. And I'm so grateful that we serve a God that there's nothing that is impossible with Him. I don't know about you. I'm sure you're probably a lot like me in the fact that you've needed a breakthrough in your life, meaning you needed something miraculous to happen so that you could move forward. So for me, there were times when I needed, Brad and I, we needed a financial breakthrough. Like we needed God to move miraculously and he did. There were times when there were health scares. They called one day and told me that our middle son Colin had cancer. This was years ago and we needed God to move. We needed something to break. There's been relational issues uh, at the times. There's been emotional things. There's been times um, where I needed God to move. I needed a breakthrough in my emotional, my mental health, and God can do this. I'm so thankful that we serve a God where there is nothing that is impossible. There's no, there's no thing that he can't break through and do something miraculous for us. So I want to talk to you today out of 2 Samuel chapter 5. Um, this story can also be found in 1 Chronicles 14. If you're curious about how Bible stories are doubled up, that one is. You can find it in 2 Samuel 5 and um, 1 Chronicles 14, but I'm going to be talking out of 2 Samuel 5. And David, um, he was just anointed, when we start this, this chapter, he's just anointed king over Judah and Israel. So a little backstory here, if you're not familiar with David, David at a young age was anointed king. He was tending his shepherd, he was a shepherd, he's tending his flock. He's called from his flock, said, guess what, you're gonna be king. He's anointed oil, was pulled out of his hand, he went back to tending his sheep. Big moment, right? It was really a really significant moment, but it was kind of like, okay, I'll go back and tend my sheep, right? And that's what he did. And then he found himself in the very palace for which he would serve, but this time he was serving there. He wasn't as king. He was playing the harp for Saul. And then Saul got really jealous, and Saul tried to kill David a lot of times. And Saul, I mean, David found himself running from the very thing that God had called him to because of Saul. And then Finally, it came time after, after a great deal of issues, David was anointed king of Judah. So Israel, God's people had split into Israel and to Judah. David is anointed king over Judah. So his promise and his purpose was to be king over all of Israel, but he only got a portion of it. And then he served there for seven years. And then here's the moment. He's anointed king over all of Israel. So he takes kingship over both Judah and Israel, Israel uniting God's people into who, into who they're supposed to be, and he's going to reign over the entire, all of God's people. And here it is, the big moment. He has been, he has stepped into his destiny, he has stepped into his purpose, and there he is, he's king. 
I think a lot of us, we've had these promises and these purposes and these words and these things spoken over our life. And you're like, when is that ever going to happen? Or you see part of it happen. And you're like, oh gosh, there's part of it. Where's all of it? And then it happens. And you're like, oh my gosh, God really did come to pass. He really did fulfill what he said he would fulfill. And you step into this, into this purpose. There was a, for David, this was a big promise coming to pass and a huge purpose that he was stepping into. And David does this, he, he's anointed king, he's king over Israel and Judah, and then he starts to build a palace. And as he's building this palace, a king, another king from another country, starts sending him gifts and lumber to help him build his palace. So David has been anointed king, but then he starts to build his palace, and if someone else sends him, he, he give him gifts, and this is in verse 12 of this chapter, it says, David then realized that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. David had this like aha moment of like, oh my gosh. I I assume like maybe David was like me, so busy doing all the things. Then it's like, oh my gosh, put the brakes on. This has all just happened. And it's when this king sent gifts and he's like, oh my gosh, my purpose and my, all this is starting to happen. And he's like overwhelmed by it. I can imagine, I'd be like, oh my gosh, look at all this happening. I, I've been that way. I was that way when my book was released. Like this promise was coming to pass. Oh my goodness, this is happening. And it's so awesome to revel in what God's promises coming to pass because they do. He has these promises and his purpose for you and he wants them to come to pass. And I talk a lot about your purpose and promises that God has for you. Because I believe that each one of you were created on purpose for a purpose to impact the kingdom. I believe that you are daughters of the Most High King and that he wants to do something significant in your life. And I don't just sit up here and say that every time. I honestly believe it. And if I get an opportunity to pray with you, I will pray, God bless your daughter because you created her uniquely. But there's something, if I'm going to preach all day long about you were created on purpose for a purpose to do something impactful, I cannot stand up here and not tell you the whole truth. Because there's something that happens when you step into your purpose. And there's something that happens when you start to walk in the promises of God. So I'm going to go on through. And this is where the title, Master of Breakthrough. I don't know if it says it in your Bible. That's what it titles this little section of my Bible, Master of Breakthroughs. This is where this happens. And the scripture says this. Now, when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over Israel... All the Philistines marched up searching for David. The Philistines heard David had become king. The Philistines, his enemy, heard that he had stepped into his God-given destiny. Let me tell you something, ladies. When you step into your purpose, when you start to walk in that, the enemy's going to hear about it. He's going to hear about it. And he's going to be like, oh, that girl, wait a minute, i got to get over there. Because he wants nothing more than to stop you from fulfilling everything that God has planned for you. There will be moments when the enemy hears you, 
you coming through, messing up what he has planned because you decided to walk in your purpose and in your destiny, the thing that God has planned for you. Maybe you start making some changes in your own, your personal life. Maybe you start making some changes in your family. Maybe you start making some changes at work. Maybe you start making some changes within some relationships. I don't know. But when you start moving in the direction God wants you to in those different things, maybe it's when you start tithing. I don't know. The enemy's going to hear about it, and he's going to be ticked off because you're starting to take on the land and the territory that he wants occupied. He's going to get a little worried and a little scared that you're doing what you've been called to do, and he's going to want to put a stop to it. The Philistines heard that David had become king. So they march up, and they spread out over the valley. I'm going to attempt to say this. Rephium, Rephium. I'm not good at Hebrew, y'all. Anyway, it's the Valley of Giants. They spread out over their valley, the Valley of Giants. Okay? But this is what it says. When David heard, first the Philistines heard about David, but then when David heard, he went down to the stronghold. David heard the enemy was coming after him. Let me tell you something. The enemy can come after you all he wants. God is good to tell you when he's after you. He will warn you. But David had to have his ears open. He had to be listening. Whether it came from God's voice to him or whether it came through someone else, he was listening for the warning. The enemy's going to come after you. We're gonna, we don't fight battles like David fought against the Philistines. We don't fight these same physical battles. We fight very spiritual battles. The Bible tells us that we fight the principalities of darkness, right? We fight spiritual warfare. God will warn you when the enemy's coming after you. But we have to be listening. I had a similar experience probably um, the beginning of February-ish. Um, I had a dream. I'm going to tell you this dream is very bizarro, as a lot of my dreams are. Um, I had come out of a backyard, and I was walking in a front yard, really beautiful green grass, and I was like going to my car or something. And in this green grass were these two giant snakes, huge, the kind that like wrap you up and then like eat you whole, right? Big ones. And I'm like, oh gosh, there's giant snakes. I'm by myself. What am I going to do? And the, this is a dream. Remember, this is a dream. But all of a sudden I realized, I actually got down on the ground in the grass like I was going to like try to sneak around them or something, which was really strange. <laughs> um, but these giant, huge anaconda-type snakes were so big and so scary, and then I saw their face. And their face was a puppy dog. Floppy little ears, the cutest little puppy dog you ever saw. I mean, like, cute little puppy dog face on giant snake body. I'm like, what's going on? I wake up. Weird dream, right? So odd. Let me tell you something about dreams. God speaks to us in dreams and in visions. He likes to speak to you that way. A lot of times our body's at rest, our mind's at rest, so our spirit man is awake to hear what he has to say. So as you go to lay down at night, say, God, speak to me, I'm listening. Because he wants to speak to you even while you're sleeping. But this is how I know that this dream was from him, is because I couldn't shake the feeling. And while it was weird and maybe I ate something strange, I don't know. I don't know that food really has anything to do with the way our brain works tonight. I don't, whatever. I could not shake the feeling, and it was so odd and so bizarre, but I didn't have full understanding. God will interpret dreams for us, and he will give us meaning, and he will, sometimes it's immediately, sometimes it's later. I didn't fully understand, but 
that's okay, I, I prayed about it. Then it was a couple of weeks, I mean, a little, little bit later, and um, probably, probably almost a month later, I start to be attacked, like I start to feel lots of anxiety and pressure, like fear coming at me. And many of you know I've spoke about fear and anxiety, and I haven't had a panic attack in like six years. God completely delivered me from that. But it doesn't mean that fear and anxiety don't try to find their way back towards me. I have to continually fight that off. I just know how to do that. I know that I have power. I don't have to give into it anymore. And fear and anxiety started to creep up, and I instantly recognized the spiritual warfare that I'm going in into. And I'm standing at the end of my bed one day, folding laundry, and I'm like, God, what is going on? This is strong. Like, this is hard. And he brought to my remembrance that dream that I'd had a, couple, a little bit earlier, a couple weeks earlier. And he, the Holy Spirit began to speak. He was like, you're going to face two of them. There were two snakes, you're going to face two of them, two of these battles, and don't worry, because it's little puppy dogs. Like, they were puppy dogs. It looked scary, but they were not scary. They harmful, but no, it's two attacks. This is the first one. The first one happened. My book launches. A couple weeks later, here comes the second attack, and I remember, and I was, I was warned. But I say all that to say God warned me about what the enemy had planned against me. But I had to hear. I had to listen. Just like David. David heard that the Philistines were coming. God will speak to you and warn you when the enemy is coming after you. And even tell you the enemy's game plan because he's not that great. He's not, he doesn't have, like, his, no secrets. God knows it all, right? God will tell you, tell you what's going on. But we have to be listening. David heard, and it was God warning him. We can be prepared for the attack of the enemy when we are listening. And this is what the scripture says. David heard and he went to the stronghold. He went to a safe place. He went to a place where he would be protected and he would be safe. And he went there to hear more from God, to get clearer instructions. He didn't just hear that the Philistines were coming and be like, oh, let's go to war. He didn't run in, and he didn't hear, oh, the Philistines are coming, let me run away. He didn't rush in, and he didn't run away. He went to a safe place, and he listened for God's instructions. When we step into relationship with God, when we step into the purpose and the things that he's promised for us, the enemy is going to show up, but God wants to talk to you about it. He wants to tell you how to strategically move through the battles, the spiritual warfare that you are going to face. David went to a safe place, so what is your safe place that you go to to hear from the Lord? David didn't rush into battle and he didn't run away. I'm telling you, I like to run away. Like I'll be like, see ya. Like, somebody else handle that. No, you go to a safe place, and there's that great movie, War Room, and a lot of women, a lot of people have that sacred place that they go to, a closet, mine's up in my office. But where do you go to hear from God? Like, David heard that the enemy was coming, and then he went to the stronghold. We have to get to a safe place to get instructions. And then the scripture says, the Philistines spread out through the valley. David went to his, he heard, he went to the stronghold, and he had a simple conversation with God. This is one of my favorite pieces of scripture in all of the Bible. I write about it in my book. David simply asks this. Should I go up against the Philistines 
Will you give them into my hands? Will you give them over into my hands? Sometimes I think we overcomplicate things with God when he wants to give very clear instructions, when we, we want to pray and we want to pray and we want to pray, but we don't ever like shut up and listen to him give very clear instructions. And sometimes he'll give very direct, clear instructions, and that's what he does with David. If you're needing a breakthrough in an area of your life, you have to hear the voice of God because God will tell you how to fight that battle. David asked a really simple question, and David got a pretty frank answer to his question. God said, go up. I'll certainly give the Philistines over into your hands. David had to sit and listen for instruction. He had to hear the voice of God. And then so David asked, do I go up? God's like, yep, go up. They're yours. Take them out. He goes and he takes them out, and it says, David came to Baal-perazim, which is the same place as the Valley of Giants. David just called it something different. He went up to Baal-perazim, and David struck them down there. So he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of the waters. The thing that the enemy had called the Valley of Giants, the territory that they had taken, David was like, nah, that is my breakthrough right there. And he goes in there and he takes what is rightfully his as the king of Israel. But this is the thing. He didn't rush in and he didn't run away. He heard and he listened to the voice of God. God David did not move until God said to David, move. If you need a breakthrough, Obedience is point number two. You have to hear and you have to obey. It's one thing to go in a conversation and God say, okay, yeah, you need to go do this, but do you actually do it? This is the strategy to win this, this battle so you can go to the next place in your purpose and in your calling, but do you do it? Do we obey? It's a tough question. I've been guilty. I haven't obeyed before, which is gut-wrenching. But it's worth it when we do, because David won the battle. Then it goes on to say, the Philistines marched back up. They came back for round two, those, those crazy guys. And too often when we fight battles in this life, we feel like we've moved past something, and then we're like, what? It showed back up. We're shocked when the enemy comes back a second time. He's going to keep coming back. Know that. He's going to keep trying to take you out because he knows that you have value and that you're going to make an impact in this world. He's going to keep fighting you. So don't be shocked when he shows up the first time and do not be shocked when he shows up the second time. But keep your ears open. Go to the stronghold and listen because David went back to God. He didn't just assume what he did the first time was going to work the second time. He went back to God and he asked God, what am I supposed to do? And it says, David inquired of the Lord. He said, and he said, do I go up against, go up? And the Lord says, um, no, this time circle around behind them and attack them in front of the balsam trees. Again, round two started, and David didn't rush in or run away, and he didn't assume the way he did it the first time was going to work the second time. This is the thing, if you and I are playing, I played basketball growing up, I was quite competitive, my kids play soccer. I'm quite competitive with them. 
But when I played basketball, if you and I were playing, I would study you, I would learn your moves, and then I would use them against you. I teach my boys this. They both are uh, offensive players in soccer, and I tell them you have to have multiple ways of using, uh, doing the box. You have to have multiple, um, you can have to be able to get around defenders multiple ways. Because if you only have one way, you're going to get stopped because the defender's going to learn that, and then he's going to stop you every time. We have to be cautious that we don't think that because God said to do it this way one time, that that's the same way we're going to do it every time. You have to continue to listen and obey. My mom prays this a lot. She, she prays this over people. She prays for strategy. God is a God of strategy. He is a commander, and he wants to give you commands on how to fight wars and battles that he knows that you're in, but he's already given you victory over it, but you have to listen and obey what he says. We have to learn to ask the master of the breakthrough on how to get our breakthrough. If you're struggling, if you're feeling your help back, if you feel like you don't have the breakthrough in whatever area of life you need, go to the master of the breakthroughs. He's got your answer. The scripture says, David did just as the Lord had commanded them. We have to do as the Lord commands. I see this multiple times in scripture. It it happens multiple times in scripture, but we have to, I want to say this, is that I think too often God says, oh, do this, but you're like, I don't know if that's going to work. Maybe I should try it this way. But he's like, no, I want you to do this. Because it doesn't look right to us like we know better. But to, we, we question what he says like we should know better. It's important that we learn to just hear and obey. Because there's multiple times that it looked really odd in the Bible. Think about Moses when he led the Israelites, the Hebrew people, out of Egypt. It was really strange. But Moses had to obey faithfully every step of the way. And that was a really long process to get them through the exodus and on their way to their purpose and in their promise. And then I think about Rahab. God had a huge purpose for her, but she had to put her life on the line and trust even when the walls of her world were crumbling down around her, trust that God was going to do. She had to stay in her home and obey because she knew the master of the breakthroughs would come through with her. But if she'd gone out of there, she would have missed it. And then I think of Gideon, who God was like, oh, that's too many men. He had like, I don't remember how many men. I should have remembered that number. It was like a hundred thousands. I don't know, a lot of men. I should have remembered writing that number down. It was a lot of men. But God was like, oh, that's too many men. Take it down. Oh, that's still too many men. Take it down. And God leaves him with 300 men to go fight a battle. Let me tell you something. If I'm going to physical war, I want to go in with more than 300 men. Oh, I don't want to go at all. <laughs> Send 300 men. 300 men. God's like, okay, 300 men, that's enough. Now you can go take out the enemy. That's pretty scary. But God knows what is best. Each one of these mighty, faithful servants heard and they obeyed faithfully. I don't know what breakthrough you need today. I don't know what breakthrough your family might need or your friend that's here, not here, that you might be able to encourage at work or in your family. I don't know all the breakthroughs that you might need, but I do know the master of the breakthrough. 
I do know that he has a perfect plan and a perfect strategy for us to win the wars that we are facing because he has created each one of us on purpose for a purpose, but the enemy is going to come against us. He is going to mess, try to mess with your head. He is going to try to put crazy thoughts in your head. He is going to try to tell you you're worthless. He is going to try to tell you that you're not going to make it. But I'm here to tell you that Master of Breakthrough says something different. He calls you chosen. He calls you his beautiful daughter. He calls you on purpose. He uniquely made each one of you. But we have to fight for it. There will be steps along the way as we walk into our purpose and in our destiny and in the promises that God has for us. And we're going to need breakthroughs. We're going to need God to move like only he can. So it's a good thing we know the master of the breakthroughs. I've seen the master of the breakthrough work multiple times in my life. He's done some pretty miraculous things that only he could do. So I don't just stand up here and tell you all this just to tell you. I tell you as a testimony that my life, I have seen him break through and do miracles. And I also stand here to tell you that even now as I stand up here, that there is still a spiritual battle that I have to fight. I still have to have my ears open and I still have to listen to what he has to say and how to fight the battles. And you have to as well. We have to listen and hear God speak. He wants to give us instruction on how to win the wars that we are facing. We have to obey what he says, period. No matter what we think it should look like. And we have to trust him with the outcome. I don't know what battles you're facing today. I don't know where you need a breakthrough, but I know who knows who the master of the breakthrough. I know who can help you, give you what you need to get what you need. He has everything you need to continue to help you get through this war, this battle, so that you can live in the purpose and the promise that he has destined for each one of you. So I'm gonna, um, girls, would you come? I'm sorry, I should have called you earlier. I'm gonna pray quickly and then Pastor Jan and I are here. If you would like to come up and pray, if you need prayer for anything, even if it's not what I have to talk about, we are happy to pray with you about anything as they we're going to worship. And, but know that we are here to pray with you if you need prayer. God, I thank you so much for your wonderful ladies. I thank you that you uniquely designed each one of your beautiful daughters on purpose, for a purpose, to impact your kingdom. I thank you, God, that you know their, their beginning um, from the, their, their end and their beginning. I thank you, God, that you know every battle that they're going to face. And I thank you that you have already won those battles. God, I ask that you open their ears to hear your voice and that you download strategy and commands for them to follow. God, I ask that you give them a measure of faith to obey your word faithfully so that they can see the victories that they need in their lives so that they can continue to walk in the purpose you have for them. Help us to hear your voice, God. And know that you are the master of the breakthrough and that there is nothing, 
nothing that is impossible with you. There is no battle. There is no spiritual warfare that is impossible with you. There is no diagnosis that is impossible with you, that you are the master of the breakthrough. Thanks for joining me on the Flourish podcast. You can find more information about Flourish Gathering at flourishgathering.co or hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so you don't miss another episode.